You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Thank you so much for listening. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser with you till 7 o'clock. Nuggets take on the Golden State Warriors at 8. We'll have that for you here on 1017 The Team. And then on Friday night, the 6A NMAA quarterfinals. We've got Sandia and Rio Rancho live from Milne Stadium. Uh, and let's keep talking some football as he does every Wednesday afternoon. Head coach of the Lobo football team, Danny Gonzalez is joining us. And uh, coach, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going back each game, uh, you know, in the last four or five. And it, it just seems like there's been a deficiency in, in one particular area that has changed the tide. You know, obviously special teams in the most recent game. Uh, other games were, were turnovers. I'm thinking of the game at Nevada. Other games, maybe some critical penalties, so on and so forth. It's hard to win in college football, but obviously these are things you got to put all together, especially when you're going on the road like you are on Saturday to play Boise State, Coach. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, Joe. I mean, right now it's, uh, it's evident we're our own worst enemy. I mean, we've got we've to eliminate those things. I mean, obviously it was the punt returns on Saturday. I mean, the uh, punt return essentially set up 35 points for UNLV and in a 56-14 game, when you give them 35 points from the 32-yard line in, it makes it pretty difficult to win. Uh, like you said two weeks ago, it was turnover. So it's New Mexico killing New Mexico. We've got we've to eliminate those things like we did against Hawaii. And if we do that and we play four quarters of complimentary football, we'll have a chance to win the next three. If we don't, then it'll be just like the same old story, which is really sad because I like this football team and I like the resiliency of it. we just got to go out there and not kill ourselves. Well, you mentioned uh, that all your goals are still right there in front of you, you know, and hopefully when we talk to you next Wednesday, uh, that is is still the case. Um, so, uh, you know, you you uh, mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of months ago or whatever that uh, you were going to be able to reach that goal uh, of making it to a bowl game. Uh, here we are like now with three games to go, uh, kind of up against the wall, but still optimistic, I'm, ass- I'm assuming, Coach. Very optimistic. I mean, I'll tell you what, we are uh, going into November 11th, and we're playing a game that still has great meaning. Uh, all of our goals are still in front of us, which we haven't been in the case around here. So there's positive there. Obviously, our margin of error has gone from slim to none. So we've got to take everything that we do during the week. We've got to perfect it on uh, during practice and, and then make Saturday that case of it easy so that we can go out there and perform at a high level like we did against Hawaii for four quarters of complimentary football to give us a chance to beat Boise up in Idaho. Coach, you've, you, you've talked over the course of the season about the leadership council, the group of players that make up the leadership council, kind of the liaison between you and, and everybody else on the team. Just explain that a little bit more in case anybody hasn't heard it and what the messaging has been like this week as you guys get ready for Boise State. Well, we have a it, – it's kind of neat, actually. The play, So I have a, a group of 18 guys that it comes from a, a compromise of all positions. we got one or two uh, older guys that have been in the program or have earned their stripes since they've gotten here that they get uh, pushed in here by their, their teammates from their position group. And those guys and myself, like I said, there's 18 of them, we meet every single day. Uh, we meet usually around 645 in the morning. Um, and then we'll talk about what's, uh, what's going on. What's, uh, that's why I have so much resiliency because the leadership is coming from those guys. And, uh, they asked me on Tuesday or on, uh, Sunday said, coach, can we, 
can we talk to the team? And can you get the coaches and, and just, um, out? And I said, I, absolutely. I said, Coach, will you stand there with us? I said, nope. I won't stand there with you. I said, if you want to have a player-led meeting, then, then lead it by the players. Because if I'm in there, it's going to make it look like I told you what to say. I, this has to come from you. If you want a message that goes to the rest of your teammates about what we're doing, it needs to come from this group. And so they did. And I, I've, been, I've been waiting for them to do that. Because I kind of direct that group, how I want the culture of our team to be, how I want those things to go, and, and a lot of the decisions we make. And I can have some input to make sure that they make those right decisions. So that's the leadership uh, group of our team. And uh, I think they've been resilient. I think they do a great job. Is that the first time that's happened since you've been here, Coach, that the players took that control and wanted to have a players' meeting? It was, and it was it was one of the most positive because, I mean, every every good team I've been around, they have those. And it's not uh, it's not one of those player meetings where it's like, hey, the coaches aren't doing this. It's us against them. It's, it was a couple of them saying, hey, guys, I mean, we they're, they're giving us the plan. We've got to step up and we've got to execute everything we do. We've got to hold each other accountable. And when it's not only the coaches holding them accountable, it's them themselves holding each other accountable, you've got some great growth. So I'm excited for the opportunity on Saturday to see them go out there and compete for each other. Lobos football coach Danny Gonzalez with us here on Team Talk joins us every Wednesday afternoon, and we always appreciate his time. Going back to what you said at the beginning, Coach, about you know the Lobos can't beat the Lobos, where is the balance between the frustration of just knowing that if that doesn't happen, we're going to be right there in every game, and also just the other side of that, trying to turn that into maybe not necessarily a positive, but also understand, you know, it, it's not like we don't have the answer for why, you know, for why these things are happening. Where is that balance between the the, the different uh, sides of the emotional coin, so to say? Well, I mean, emotion and passion. When you make emotional decisions, usually they're they're the wrong ones. They're bad. Passion. If you're passionate about something, you do it, and you give everything you can to be successful. Usually, you have a greater outcome. And the the positives to the Hawaii game or the the the, the certain halves of certain games when, when we show our football team on tape I mean complimentary football when the defense is doing certain things they give the ball to the offense when we take it away and we give it to the offense and the offense goes down and score and we build leads and those things I mean we have the making of a good football team but then we'll go and we'll punt the ball sixty yards and they'll return it or we'll turn the ball we'll fumble the balls we're going into the end zone I mean those kind of things that that just kill momentum and for a team that has to be on all cylinders. Uh, sometimes it takes too long to recover from those mistakes, and that's a that's a maturity issue. I mean, that there's a little bit of everything that goes involved in that. But if we can stay locked in and, and not make those mistakes and overcome one or two, um, we'll have a chance to win the next three and, and make our goals uh, happen. And we'll talk about Boise here in a second, Coach. I know it's not something that you necessarily want to highlight, but just in trying to make the best of a bad situation, that fumble recovery happens and, you know, UNLV gets to the five and they score quickly after anyway, but Dylan Hopkins sprinting down the sidelines to make a tackle. I mean, we know that he has the ability to take off and run as a quarterback, but I mean, did you even know he had that kind of speed? I did. And I, I you know, I say it all the time. People, people underestimate how well Dylan can run. I mean, that was one of their DVs who picked to scoop the ball up and Dylan was able to track him down from behind. And you're correct. I mean, they got the ball at the five yard line. We weren't able to keep it out of the end zone, but what it tells you is that's who our football team is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. They're going to give their effort 100% the entire team until that clock reads zero zero zero. And I thought they did that even in a lopsided game. That's how they're built. They're built to fight. Obviously, we need to uh, eliminate the mistakes. But Dylan can run. Dylan's fast. But more, more importantly, the effort he showed. I mean, he could have easily just saw that guy pick up the ball and go score. He wasn't about that. It was, let's go get the defense, see if we can give him an opportunity. I mean, that's part of complimentary football. Lobos at Boise State, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, Saturday night on Fox Sports 1, so you can watch that one on 
national TV, Lobos at Boise State. Another case, Coach, of a, a multi-quarterback situation. We didn't see Bloomfeld play in this game, but just in preparing for UNLV, you know that they have two quarterbacks. We're going to see both quarterbacks Saturday, Taylor Green and Maddox Madsen. Have you been, Have you gone back to any of the any of the previous film this year just knowing that you have to stop quarterbacks that can do a lot of different things, that can throw the ball, that can run the ball? Just how are you guys preparing for those two quarterbacks? Well, obviously, Taylor has started every game. Uh, they've got, they've got, they like what they see and some of the things that he presents to the table. I mean, on Saturday against Fresno, he played the very first play. They run his own read. And then, uh, Maddox came in and played. I mean, he played 91% of the snaps. He's getting the majority of them. Uh, they both do different things. Obviously, they have guys that they like to target. Um, they present different problems because Taylor, I mean, he's six foot six. He can run like a deer. And I think uh, Maddox can make every single throw. I mean, he's very similar to Chevin Cordero as far as how he throws the football. Uh, so we've got a challenge ahead of us to defend both of them. We're going to have to get multiple looks. And then, obviously, if, if we want them to be uneasy, we're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. How do you describe, Coach, what it's like being on that blue turf? I mean, it's not the years that we're used to seeing for Boise State football where they're trying to keep the streak going of being above 500, but there's there's always that factor, especially a night game on that blue turf. How would you describe what that's like? Well, there, there's a, there's an aura to it. Now, I've I've been very blessed in my coaching career. Uh, we've had success up there at different stops that I've been at. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to win on that place. Obviously, in 2015, when New Mexico went up there, and it's the only win in the series for the Lobos, uh, we'd like to replicate that. I mean, it's a lot of fun up there, the mystique, the aura. and They've got a great crowd. I mean, there will be crowd noise and all those things. And, and the, the closer the game is, the louder the crowd gets. So uh, it's really exciting when you're in one of those games and you make plays and it gets really quiet. And so our kids are super excited to go up there and play. Uh, I mean, everybody, Boise has, has for a long time been what everybody's talked about. Obviously, like you said, they're in a different spot right now. Uh, still a great football team. I mean, they lose the two to UCF. They lose the two to Memphis. They lose by a touchdown to Fresno. I mean, they're, uh, they're not very many plays away from having only one loss. So they've got a good football team. Uh, obviously, they haven't made the plays. Uh, so we're going to try and keep them from doing it on Saturday night. Coach Danny Gonzalez of uh, the UNM football team, head coach Danny Gonzalez joining us here on Team Talk. So, Coach, when this whole thing broke with Michigan, it was like a month ago to the day, and, you know, your uh, thoughts on it right away were, you know, hey, we can eliminate a lot of this stuff by giving, you know, the communication between the sidelines and the quarterback, so on and so forth. Well, since then, you know, a lot of things have come out. Um, I'm just curious uh, what your perspective is on on this, uh, you know, know, as far as, you know, having, um, you know, Coach Harbaugh suspended for games this season, banning them from the college football playoffs. We also heard, uh, like the the from good sources that that some of this stuff was going on against them where Rutgers and Ohio State and Purdue were in cahoots or whatever so you just uh, your thoughts on on what's going on uh, there because it is the big story in college football right now unfortunately 
Come on, Joe. You know better. Now I'm focused on Boise State. Okay, okay, all right. On all Saturday right. night. I don't, I don't have Michigan's problems. I'm not worried about Michigan's problems. But, and I'm not going to give an opinion on that because if I do, it's just going to make me look bad. Okay, so, all right. Boise it's, State on Saturday night, 8 o'clock. All right, okay, good. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I, I will ask you something that I know you'll sure. comment on. Okay, uh, and that's uh, the game that we have, the high school game between Rio Rancho and Sandia, a quarterfinal game at Milne Stadium. Okay, so you played football at Valley. Uh, we were talking to Zach Gentry about this. Of course, he played at El Dorado. He said he played most of his games at Wilson. Uh, I'm assuming you played a lot of games at at, the, at Milne Stadium, Coach? I played a ton of games from JV to varsity, you name it. I played a bunch of games there and, and had a great time doing it. Yeah, and um, that stadium was built in 1937. You know that, Coach. There's a lot of history there, my friend. You to be grass it did it used to be grass now i'm not old enough to have grass i'm old enough to play on when they had basically pavement down with a real thin sheet of carpet that's what we played on it ain't nearly as nice as it is now right well i'm older than you and when i played freshman football by the time november came around it was basically like grass a little bit on the side and the whole middle was dirt or mud if it rained coach exactly yes i believe that all right, Coach. Well, I uh, appreciate you joining us because I know you're focused on Boise State National Television, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. We'll be watching, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks so much, Coach Gonzalez. I, I appreciate that. You know what? You know what? I, I will comment on one more thing. I was really disappointed with the Cowboys having first and goal at the five-yard line with 27 seconds to go, and we end up with a third and 25, and we show it just throw, throw it just short of the end zone. I mean, Dak played really well. It was a great football game. I mean, there's a lot of football left in the NFL. It's exciting, especially with the games that you guys carry on your station. No, thank you. And you know what? We we talked about that. I mean, although it was disappointing to Cowboy fans, I mean, it was obvious that the Cowboys like were facing a team that was in the Super Bowl on their home field, and they absolutely belonged, and they showed it on both sides of the ball, Coach Gonzalez. They did. I thought they played really well on both sides. Obviously, games come down to one or two plays. You can't have mistakes. You can't take sacks at certain opportunities. I mean, those things, and they weren't able to overcome them. But I think, uh, I mean, I hate moral victories and all those things. But if you watch Dak Prescott's uh, postgame press conference, I mean, I think that team has a lot of confidence because they're expecting to go have to go back to Philly through the playoffs if they can get through the, the 49ers. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're a good football team. There's a bunch of good football teams in that league because of all the great players, but it was an exciting football game that, that you guys had on your station. Hey, real quick, one last thing. I mean, it, it must be really hard to play in the secondary, uh, especially in the NFL. That, those five yards, illegal contact penalties, I mean, they, they offset it by making it seem like a five-yard penalty, but in a, a lot of cases, it's much more than five yards because it's an automatic first down and you start it's almost like you know you start calling on one team and then you can start i mean it would be really hard to play you coached the heck out of that position my goodness in the nfl you can't touch the guy after five yards and uh and it goes back and forth big penalties coach no uh, i i hate that rule as a defensive guy obviously they institute that rule because they want more points scored because that's more exciting to see on tv and hear on the radio and all those things but you've got to be an unbelievable athlete to play defensive back in the NFL. Because like you said, after five yards, they can do whatever they want and you can't. Right. You have to do everything you're doing backwards and they do it forwards. So you've got some unbelievable athletes playing those positions. And when you hear of all, I mean, when we lost uh, Trayvon Diggs, I mean, that, that really hurt because he was one of those elite guys that was able to do all those things.
All right, Coach. Uh, Lobo Talk, Salt Yard West. When is it this week, my friend? It is tonight. It's at 6 o'clock tonight. The next three will actually be on Wednesday because we have a basketball game tomorrow night, and then we have women's basketball. So the next three will be on Wednesday night at Salt Yard uh, West. Uh, so we'll be out there at 7 o'clock tonight. So come and join us. I appreciate you bringing that up. All right. Uh, every week, and it'll be a fun night. All right. Put it in your calendar the next three Wednesdays starting tonight. Salt Yard West for Lobo Talk with head coach Danny Gonzalez. All right. Thanks again, coach. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, man. Thanks, guys. Go Lobo.